0: Hello and welcome to the Revit Up Podcast, helping entrepreneurs fill up their tanks, crank up the RPMs, and put the pedal to the metal until they cross that finish line. Hello, I'm Jess Tiffany. Ready, set, go. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Super excited to have Andres Lisenbergs Le- uh, with us today. And uh, he is a commercial real estate advisor and uh, a very fun guy, dad, golfer, uh, host of the DL5 Project podcast, and uh, just uh, super excited to have him with us today. And um, Andres, before we get too far, um, could you tell everybody like kind of where to find you online?
1: So you can find me online on LinkedIn. Uh, Andres Leisenbergs is my handle on uh, on LinkedIn. Um, that's probably the the most prevalent place to find me right now. So we're going to, we're going to go with that. Perfect. Um, Yeah. Awesome.
0: And um, so, you know, for those that that aren't super into commercial real estate and, and, um, and what you guys do, could you tell us a little bit about uh, what you do, how you do it and, uh, and maybe why you do it?
1: Sure. So uh, I'm in the commercial real estate world, as you mentioned, work for a company called TMG in Chicago, and we are, Industrial tenant advisors, uh, meaning we only work with occupiers of real estate. Um, So I'm typically not listing buildings uh, for sale or for rent, but I'm working with the companies that utilize that space. Um, We like to partner with those companies to uh, help them with any of their real estate decisions, right? Whether that's they need to grow, maybe they need to contract buildings, maybe they need to dispose of some assets, whatever it might be. We just like to be an extension of uh, whatever real estate team they either have or do not have, right? So we act as a consultant on their behalf only.
0: Okay, and um, so as you um, go out there and you're you're advising people, is there any uh, tips on how you do your outreach and get, get in touch with people and kind of grow your business?
1: Sure. Well, I mean, I can start kind of from the very beginning of, of how we operate uh, and how we like to have our younger guys go out and prospect. Um, but yes, I mean, ultimately, anybody that's using real estate is potentially a client of ours. OK, um, so that's a pretty that's a pretty wide, wide reach. Um, so what we like to do is start off with is we pick a targeted area within whatever metropolitan region we're talking about uh, and, and actually just canvas that area. Um meaning actually drive or walk or or take a look at what's going on there. And that's kind of a good core of buildings and a targeted approach to start maybe some calls. Um, from that point, we actually do cold calls still. Um, in the past, you know, I'd say not in the last six months, um, but we like to do door knocks as well, right? So it's really kind of the simple blocking and tackling of actually making phone calls and reaching people. Um, And then, obviously, there's more sophisticated ways to do it as well, but ultimately, we need to get to know people um, and and build a relationship in order to actually be able to fully execute what we're trying to do. So, I've got to get in front of people. Um, The blocking and tackling simple stuff works pretty well. Uh, You've got to do a lot of volume to make it work. Um, Technology uh, has been a huge help, right? Uh, you and I connected on LinkedIn. Yep. That's been that's been an amazing resource for me over the last, you know, let's call it six months, I mean forever, but really for the last six months when people haven't been out and about as much, uh, LinkedIn has become just an amazing, amazing resource.
0: Awesome. And have, have you had to do a lot of pivoting or is it just kind of uh, maybe kind of just a l- little bit of pivoting to augment or, uh, you know, if, I don't know if emphasize is the right word, but to to enhance what you're currently doing?
1: I would say certainly have had to pivot um and rely more on the technology piece um to actually even hold meetings, right? I mean everything that we do is now done on Zoom. Um you know, and I say everything, but really the initial phone call or the initial meetings with any prospective clients or existing clients that are all taking place over Zoom, right? So that's been a big pivot. Um, yeah. Luckily in the industrial commercial real estate world um, again, even through these last several months, um, there's been, you know, it hasn't been quite as effective as let's say the office industrial or the office commercial market. Mm -hmm. Um, So the conversations haven't changed.
0: Um,
1: People are looking, you know, obviously paying attention to what's going on and trying to decide their next move. Um, But it's still very active. So it's just all done on on video now.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so do you, um, do you? Do you do like a like DocuSign type stuff now to do the paperwork, or how do you guys get that piece accomplished?
1: So um, with our clients, yes, we do uh, a lot of e-sign and DocuSign type things. Um, it's interesting um, when we're actually signing a lease with a client and a landlord per se, or if we're, you know, exchanging that paperwork, um, some landlords are forward thinking and have that going on. And I imagine that'll start evolving more and more because it has to now, but there's still plenty of even major uh, landlords that are still doing things, you know, with with actual signatures. Ah. So I think that kind of still, that's still kind of, uh, I'd say 50-50. Yeah. Okay.
0: And I mean, there's good, there's good good points and bad points to that because, you know, if you're doing... Well, the, the paperwork, I mean, it's got co- to it cost money to get the paper from one person to the next person if you can't drive it there yourself anymore like you used to. And then you have to use couriers or some other sort of method to, you know, or, or through the U.S. mail or whatever, uh, which, which I imagine slows down the process uh, of getting deals done. But that, I mean, that's the way you used to do it, obviously, all the time.
1: Yeah. And it's and it's really interesting. And, and uh, you know, one of the more recent deals that we've done, um, the, our, our client happened to be on vacation in Florida when he needed to sign the lease. <laughs> and he he couldn't he couldn't do it because he wasn't physically there. And we were saying, you know, just do it. You know, here, here, here's a method. You can do this. Right. And he said, I'm just going to wait. I'll be home in a week and a half. Oh, and it's wow. like, all right, you know, th- does it matter in the long run whether it got done today or in, in 10 days? No. But ultimately, I mean, this is so easy, right? Everything can be done <laughs> with some form of technology.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, the e-document systems out there are, are game-changing for a lot of people. It's just so easy to, you know, get you know, even just, you know, working with my lawyer or something on, you know, on a contract or something, I can just zip it over to them, zip it back, zip it to the client, have them e-sign it, I e-sign it, and it's done. You know, within a couple hours. Um, you know, where where in the past it would you know it might take days because they're across the country or something.
1: Right. So I think
0: it's, it's a game changer.
1: It really is, and, yeah. and 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 truly, I mean, minutes, hours, days, weeks—they do matter. Uh, they they do. So. Yeah,
0: and, and and you you as you know, you know, advising, but also like salespeople um, that. I mean that that might be the difference of you know an extra you know couple grand or whatever every month because of the time lag in the sales process, just getting to that final you know signature. And here now now they can just zip it back and forth, and all of a sudden you know it's done, and and they can move on to the next customer, and then move those people over into the you know the nurturing system of getting getting taken care of you know that sort of thing. So.
1: That is a hundred percent true. And and with any of these doc you know, DocuSign, for example, I mean, you get updates as somebody who goes through a document and signs what they're supposed to do, right? So you're not constantly following up with that person as well. Right. So A, it's quicker. B, there's less follow up. That that time can actually be spent dealing with maybe the next client while you're waiting, right? So yes, absolutely. All of that translates into revenue at some point, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, and less anxiety. I don't know if you're if you're like me, but I sometimes I'm like Okay, did he sign it? Did he sign it? Did he you know I'm kind of like nervous yes. about how long I, it's taking? You know, is I, oh he must be thinking, you know, thinking about it again or something or
1: you know, right. yeah. What's wrong? Where's this gonna oh no, is he not gonna do it? What are we yeah. doing? Is she is she, has she changed her mind? Where are we? You know, hundred percent that's
0: yeah, no, yeah. that's that's me sometimes if it's some something know a big deal or something you know or a song.
1: yes but it's not um, done until it, and it's not done until it's done we used to say it's not done until the ink is dry right but uh, right. i guess if we're talking sign, that's not quite the same <laughs> <laughs>
0: the e-ink or whatever yeah right um well perfect and then um so um what what would you say is like the like as far as your follow-up systems like how, how is the nurturing process in your industry versus, you know, other, other industries, you know, it's, you know, varies quite a bit. What's kind of your, your sales cycle look like.
1: Our sales cycle for, for me to be actually doing and showing off what our company and, and the way our process works, um, to its full potential, our sales cycle is very long. Hmm. I like to get engaged with, uh, a potential client, um, two years isn't, uh, isn't that uncommon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, because in order for us to actually analyze what they're doing, understand their goals and, and, and what they're trying to accomplish with their business and for us to truly be um, a partner and advisor, uh, I can't just jump in, you know, five months ahead of time and say, Hey, what are we trying to do? Because ultimately they might not get the same, same results or they might not see the full value of what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so the sales cycle can be quite long. Um, but we kind of like it that way, believe it or not.
0: Yeah. So how do you keep top of mind during the, the sales cycle process um, since it is so long?
1: Um, well, uh, again, that's, that's, that's one of the major challenges of, of, of what we do. Um, we use a CRM, um, you know, a, a pretty basic one ultimately, because all, you know, a, uh, it's got a calendar function <laughs> and it's got a database function. And that's really all that I need, because as long as I'm, if I'm doing my job correctly, I'm, I'm adding new people to there. Um, and then I'm, I'm scheduling follow-ups.
0: Yeah.
1: And if those follow-ups aren't scheduled and somebody says, call me in six months, I mean, it is so easy to, to miss opportunities, right? So it's vital. It's vital to schedule those types of things mm-hmm. uh, and those follow-ups because without that system in place, um, things move so fast and people come and go and, Without, without a system in place, there's there's no way to actually uh, make sure that you're, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's very easy to
1: mess up. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. And, and do you typically focus on more like educational content or is it kind of uh, marketing or uh, what, what kind of content do you use to stay in touch or whatever?
1: So most of the stuff, and, and I think this is probably pretty typical in, in the industry, I'm trying to change that a little bit. Um, But most of what we send out to try to stay in front of people um, is market data or or either industry-specific type information, uh, real estate type information, um, recently COVID type information, uh, but just something relevant and topical that you can send out to to somebody to say, hey, here, how, how could this be affecting your business or how could this be affecting the real estate in your area? Right. That's typically how it's done. I don't know that it's honestly ultimately that effective, um, but the whole point of the marketing is to keep that person or have them keep you top of mind while, uh, you know, I because I can't necessarily make somebody want to have a real estate transaction. Right. I'm not calling them and say, you need to move or you need to look at this. Right. That's not, that's not how it works. Right. They're not ready to, usually they don't even want to talk real estate until there's actually something they need to do. Mm-hmm. right maybe a lease is expiring in a year or or 18 months and they actually want to think about it that's that's the time to talk and that's yeah. you know but but in the interim i've got to stay front uh top of mind so that you know
0: yeah and 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 finding out about their lease and stuff is that is that more just a matter of uh lots of conversations or is there some way you can kind of you know find out how long people's leases last or something
1: so a lot of that is kept in our own database or proprietary database that we keep. And, and that's just information that we know, but there are also subscription services out there um, that pretty much every, there's one service that pretty much every commercial real estate um, employee has access to. Okay. Um, and so we all kind of pull from the same information. then from there you take, you use that information and obviously keep your own, keep your own records as well.
0: Yeah. You just kind of parse it out based on. Yeah.
1: Okay. All of us kind of have the same information, same, same access to information.
0: Right on. And have you, um, have you got into any other, uh, other than email got into like, uh, texting or, um, you know, some of these other, um, uh, are you doing any direct mailing or
1: I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing any direct mailing. Um, I certainly do emails. Um, I have started a podcast oh, right. <laughs> and I think, I think that's been, I think that's been really interesting. Um, and, and the whole point of it is to not even talk about, um, real estate because I don't think people want, to. <laughs> I want them to know that I do it, but I don't know if they want to hear about it. Right. It's a good right. way to stay in front of people, uh, in, in a different manner. Um, LinkedIn messaging and text messaging has mm-hmm. become very, um, very integral into what I'm doing right now. Okay. Um, and, LinkedIn almost more so than text messaging or phone calls at this point, yeah, because with people not being in the office as much, um, if you have their office phone, it's not it doesn't nec- doesn't necessarily work as well these days, right? You have to have their cell phone or a direct line of communication, and LinkedIn provides that um, that's a good point. So that's, I've really leaned on that heavily
0: yeah yeah, I think the, the study is about eighty percent of all b 2 b contacts that are that occur through social anyway. Are through LinkedIn directly, and uh, I I totally think that's probably pretty accurate. Um, and and what I found,
1: and, and I know you and I have talked about this uh, on the phone before, but it's uh, you know it's great to start on LinkedIn, and then it's also great to from there get the actual contact information and and move the conversation yep. away from LinkedIn. Right then, you can start actually building a relationship. But LinkedIn is a great spot to to make that initial oh, connection.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is, you know, um, you, you don't own LinkedIn. So if they get mad at you, or you, you know, right, you know, right now, if you post something about certain candidates, you get taken off. I mean, it's sure. kind of crazy. Sure. Um, you know, whatever it is with this crazy political stuff. But um, but if you can get them off and into your CRM, then you have you know a multi multi ways to get a hold of people, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of secure that that that's actually your contact at that point. Um, and and not just on LinkedIn.
1: Well, that's right. And we we talk about that um, in our team meetings frequently is that there's no one way to actually market, right? I think it has to be a multi-pronged or multi-faceted approach. Um, Because, you know, although some people say email doesn't work as well, maybe there's one person that still loves email and and he or she happens to, you know, open up the email. You know, you never know. You never know how you might connect with somebody.
0: Right. And is there... um, like, you know, in, in a lot of industries, there, there's good joint venture opportunities uh, for, uh, you know, kind of non competing companies to kind of partner. Is that kind of true in your industry? I, I don't, or if that, is it more kind of a lone wolf type uh, setup for that?
1: You know, obviously with direct competitors, that doesn't often happen, and you kind of mentioned that. But, but sure, there's ways to partner with. Um architecture firms or maybe there's a there's a uh, construction company out there or maybe I, I network and market all the time with kind of these um, with businesses that service the same people that I'm yeah. that I'm trying to connect with right whether it's attorneys or whether it's accountants or whether it's you know whoever if we have a similar type contacts we we'll, you know we'll work together all the time. Is it an official joint venture always? No, but it's, it's certainly sharing information. Um, yeah. I feel like the more I can help somebody else out or help somebody connect those dots, you know, maybe it's, it's cheesy for me to think, but in some karmic way, it's going to come back to me, right? Yeah. As long as I nurture that, those relationships as well, just as I do direct business uh, contacts.
0: Hey everybody, Jess here. What if I could help your company find over a hundred thousand dollars in hidden revenue streams in less than an hour without spending an extra dime on advertising or marketing? Reach out to me at cardzap.thebumpcard.me. Check out the video on five steps to profit and also reach out and we can have a
1: conversation. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I can see like accountants probably and business brokers and Some of of those probably are lenders, business
1: lenders are are are, you know bankers, lenders. I mean certainly absolutely because you know all of us are actually trying to get a hold oftentimes of the exact same person. Yeah,
0: that's
1: Um, and if and if you're and if you're strong in in their networks and you you know prove that you're a trustworthy person and can get get a job done, amazing referrals come from those as well. And that's why I, I don't think that any conversation, you know, people say often it's you know you can you can go down this path of networking and not Necessarily see the rewards. You have to kind of look at the long. You have to look at the long game. You have to be in it, Um, because if you if you put if you put good out there and you do a good job and you and you show you know people that you're trustworthy and they can work with you, it's going to come back. They'll remember. They'll remember for for that.
0: Yeah, I I do tend to so because I I have like um, over twenty six thousand connections and so I I I do get pretty overwhelmed sometimes with all the messaging coming in. Mm Yeah, so I kind of have to. Not take some meetings now. I've, in the past, it wasn't a big deal, but now I get so many people marketing to me. You know, on uh, trying to, as an agency owner and you know LinkedIn guy, uh, expert, uh, LinkedIn expert and, and trainer. Um, I get all these people, you know, trying to sell me new softwares for LinkedIn lead generation and, and um, you know cryptocurrency stuff because uh, I I uh, uh, advised a uh, cryptocurrency company, so it's in my profile, and so then they're all targeting me. <laughs> honestly I don't I'm not very good with cryptocurrency personally I just know marketing and so that's why I was helping a cryptocurrency company but uh, so anyway so they also so I get on their uh, automated targeting lists and stuff and and so it does get a little bit crazy for now where I can't uh, I can't take meetings but I do totally agree that you know pretty much any conversation has value it's just a matter of figuring out you know if you can figure out something that you could do with it now or if it's something you got to just kind of keep them in the pipeline and nurture them through, you know, either your CRM or through your social media. And um, and that's anyway, so I got off on a tangent. But no, but I think,
1: but I think that's really, I think that's really valid. I mean, at some point that's a, you're in a situation where that sounds like a pretty good problem to have. Right. Um, um, and I think, I think people are hopefully well, not everybody. I, I'm I'm striving to, to have similar connections as you, right? And at some point, then you do have to find a way to manage those. You can't take every meeting. You can't. But ultimately, as you're growing a business, personally, I think every conversation is worth having.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and I've even some you know uh, some of the ones that where they kind of uh, you know I, I call them like you know dogs or or, or where they. Like they're attack dogs, you know. It's like as soon as they connect, it's like buy my product, buy my product. And and I've actually kind of a few times said, you know, this isn't probably the best approach. And uh, I've actually turned some of those people into clients. So so right. you, you never know. I mean, uh, it, it that's
1: really interesting. That's well, that's that's really cool, right? I, I didn't anticipate you were going to say that, where you turned them around and said, hey, let me help you with your marketing approach because what you're doing is not going to work. <laughs> yeah. And um and people don't want to. I think um, people don't want to be pitched, not right away. I think if you have kind of an organic natural conversation with somebody, obviously like one of the first questions, if if I met you on the street, you know, and we chatted and we got along, one of the first questions that either you or I are going to ask is what do you do? Right. Right. And from there, I mean, that kind of organically happens and you don't need to be pitched. Now it's different when, when you do cold call somebody, um, but I think as soon as you can, you need to try to disarm somebody and actually have a conversation before just jumping into what, what you're trying to do, or, you know, there's gotta be a, a, an instant level of trust or connection. Otherwise it's not going to go very far.
0: And that's, you know, as far as like LinkedIn, cause that's my thing, you know, my jam and, and obviously you're getting really into it now, um, is that you can actually target the person, the people before you even, you know, not the ones that come to you, but the ones that you reach out to you can actually target them so you can say, like, I want all of them that went to the same colleges that I did. Mm-hmm. And and you can find, you know, 30, 40, 50 different people that are probably good fits for the conversation you want to have. And they they already go to your school that you went to. So now it's just like, hey, I saw we went to uh, U of M or whatever. And, and, and uh, you know, and you can have a conversation and, and instantly your buddies because, you know, you went to the same school or maybe you were in right. the military together or you – you know, whatever that, whatever that common bond is, if you can, you know, tap into that. That's, um, you know, I, I, don't, I hope it doesn't sound manipulative, but, you know, you, you, you know, your target marketing, it's, that's part of what you do for marketing. Plus, you know, you know, you want to have some, something to talk about other than, you know, buying my product. And so it just works out good to kind of narrow down your list that way a little bit.
1: So hundred percent. And the targeted approach is so great. And right. Any, any commonality typically works, right. Just something just, (laughs) there needs to be something there. Yeah. And if it's face to face or if it's an arranged call, uh, something that's not necessarily a strict cold call, I don't even like jump jumping into the business talk at all. I'd rather talk about like, Hey, tell me about, you know, where did you grow up? What's your, you know, tell me about your family, whatever it is, just, you can keep building on these commonalities. Uh, and get on a tangent before you even get into business. I, I, I think that ultimately is the best. And since you
0: mentioned that, that's a great transition into. Tell me a little bit about your family and your golf uh, affection.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, let's start with the family because I. <laughs> but so so I, I, I'm I'm a dad. We've uh, got three kids, nice. um, aged nine, six, and four. Um, and, uh, currently they are doing the at home learning thing. Um, yes. and uh, you've mentioned that this is a, this is not a, diff- a big change for you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, there's plenty that I'm sure that I could learn from you. Yeah. I, I'm sure there's so much that I could learn from you about that. Um, but with my wife and I both working, um, and being able to work from home, we consider ourselves very blessed, uh, to be able to do that. Um, because I know not every family is in the same scenario in the same uh, kind of situation. Um, So, you know, it's a new challenge, new wrinkle. We compare schedules every day and then help manage the e-learning throughout the day. So, I mean, that's kind of the, what we're in the thick of right now. Um, The kids are starting to get into sports and currently here in Chicago, a lot of those sports are happening still. So we've got practices to manage and uh, you know, different activities to go to which is a great release for the kids because ultimately I think, you know, while the learning can happen remotely, um, you know, social, socialization and and friendships need to be nurtured much like these business relationships we have talked about. People need to see face to face and have one-on-one interaction, I think, or group interaction. I think that's all vital. So I'm very thrilled that they're doing that. Um, And it's a good diversion for us as well to get out of the house a little bit.
0: Yes. Yes. I think we all need a little bit of fresh air. Yeah. Especially now I'm a little uh, and I think you're kind of the same boat, but uh, the next couple of months it's going to start getting cold and we're not going to want to go outside mm-hmm. as much, so that's kind of sad. But uh, uh, I will say,
1: up in you're, you're up in the Twin Cities. I feel like people up there really do value their outdoor time uh, and uh, tend to do a better job of it maybe than us Chicagoans uh, with getting out no matter what the season is, though.
0: Sure. It's all about layers up here. That's what they say. So
1: That's right. I'm, I'm There's no bad weather. You just need to be addressed appropriately for it. Then you're fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, I, personally, I think I'd like to, you know, shed a few layers and move to Florida someday, you know, but, uh, but uh, no, I, I do like Minnesota. So um, I'm actually a North Dakota boy, but I grew up there and moved here. And I, I said, I was never gonna, I, I was gonna live and die in North Dakota, for my whole life. And then I end up moving here. And I'm like, now I don't want to go back. So I don't know. So <laughs> it's different. Um, that
1: happens.
0: How about, about your golfing game? Uh, I'm terrible at it, but I do enjoy it.
1: So I think golf is, uh, I don't know. It's just a great release for me. Uh, I like to get out as often as I can. The summer has been maybe a little bit less than, than normal. Um, Just everything, you know, situationally, I suppose. Um, But uh, what I really, I, I like it for a few different reasons. One, it's something that I, you know, you can personally work at, uh, and it's a challenge against yourself, right? It's ultimately how, how, you know, how good do you want to get or how good do you want to try to get and what can you invest time-wise into into practicing, right? So it's just kind of my own personal conquest, I suppose, to see how good I can still become in this game. Um, but then along with that, I mean, it really is an amazing business tool um, and and mostly because how often, if you can get somebody that you're, you know, whether it's a direct client or, you know, a relationship when else can you get somebody out uh, of the office for four hours at a time and actually, you know, have a conversation for that long? That doesn't exist, right? So if you can actually make that work, uh, it's unbelievable. You can learn so much about somebody while out on the golf course and the golf is almost secondary. It doesn't even matter, but you're doing it. It's a common thing and you're having a conversation. Uh, and that's, that's really what I, you know, I, I just, I really love that. It's hard to find. It's hard, but but that being said, it's hard to get somebody, um, to dedicate four, six hours, whatever it takes, you know, between the travel there and back. And, um, it is hard to, to do that. Right. So,
0: and, um, so to to pivot a little bit on that, um, is there something in your personal or business life other than the school thing that we talked about that was really kind of just like a major challenge? And then you, kind of what you did to get over that challenge and maybe like what it led to or the success or, or something like that. Uh,
1: So interesting, interesting, interestingly enough, um, when so I've been in the commercial real estate world for two and a half years, I worked for a family company prior um, and um, really enjoyed what I did, worked with great people um, and felt like I personally just needed a little bit more. Um, and so I was hemming and hawing and trying to figure out what to do. Um, but knew that I needed to take a risk if I wanted to try to kind of grow my own. I don't know, not not my personal brand, but just grow like personally grow, um, and, and, and kind of build something on my own. Uh, I think that fire was always there. Um, but then I had the security of having this very stable job, (laughs) um, and so it was, it was a constant struggle to decide when, um, you know, when to make that leap, right? When do I jump in? And when do I, when do I do this? Robbie, right. Obviously there's family considerations. I had three kids at the time uh, and how, you know, am I going to leave this secure job and and jump into something essentially fully commissioned based? Um, is that fair to my family? Like, should I do this? Yeah, sure. The potential is there. Um, um, but, but you know, How am I going to do this? Right. So, so there were, I mean, so many internal discussions and discussions with my wife and and luckily I had the family support, uh, meaning my wife and and my parents and her parents. I mean, everybody kind of understood what I was, what I was trying to do. Um, And uh, you know, so, (laughs) so what was the struggle? The struggle was actually deciding to deciding to do this. Right. Um, I think that was just, I mean, and and what I've realized now, uh, luckily uh, we're in a position where we're making it work financially until, you know, as the business is growing. Um, but, um, I only wish I would have done it sooner <laughs> through all of this. Right. Yep. Uh, and, uh, I'm happier and healthier than I've ever been. Right. I just, am like, wow, why didn't I start this earlier? Awesome. Um, so I think, and that's, uh, you know, I, that's, that's, that was a huge struggle. The struggle was just, what do you do? Yeah. You know, maybe you're feeling a little stuck. Um, and I think, you know, we only live once. Uh, and I think the, the moral of the story is like, if, if, you know, don't be reckless, but but do it. If you feel like you need to do more, then go do it. The sky's the limit. Um, there's no reason not to.
0: That's awesome. The, the one I struggle with is, um, um what do they call it, Imp- uh, imposter syndrome. Like, you know, like I, I, my, my brain is like, God, there's, you know, there's people like Gary Vaynerchuk and there's, you know, all the, you know, there's um, – you know, all these different LinkedIn influencers and stuff and, you know, and and uh and you know, why are they gonna listen to me? I only have twenty six thousand connections or, you know, whatever or maybe it was like fifteen thousand or ten thousand at the time, I don't remember, but uh, when I start really getting heavy into uh, you know, teaching it to the to the world and things like that. But it it's it's kind of uh it's a mental game a little bit, you know, um uh, just trying to battle that, you know, what what sets me apart from everybody else, you know. And, uh, it's, it's kind of that, that personal getting yourself to identify with your own personal brand that you're trying to build, uh, sometimes is a challenge, I don't know if that makes any sense, but
1: it, it does. And, and I totally understand what you're saying, right? Cause I struggle with that every day, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like, why do people want to listen to me? You know, but the <laughs> thing is, but the thing is what separates you from somebody else, right? It's you. Yeah. It's it. That's as simple as it is. It's you. Yeah and it's me, right? We're different, but that we each, everybody has something to bring and something to share.
0: Different people relate to different people. So it's, so it it does work, but yeah, it's uh, definitely a game that, uh, that uh, I tend to, uh, not as much anymore, but, uh, but the first year or two or so of really, you know, becoming a quote unquote uh, trainer, you know uh, you know, and then I have, friends that have you know triple quadruple the amount of connections i have and followers and stuff you know but the 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 beauty is now we've learned to leverage each other's networks and you know like like each other's posts and comment on each other's posts and and introduce each other to new friends that you know that's how i met you um, Mm -hmm. was through another influencer um and he introduced me to you um but but just, give, you know, giving, you know, serving people, being friendly, sharing information. And, uh, and that's exactly how I got led to you. And uh, and I'm glad I met you. So that's awesome.
1: <laughs> Likewise. It's, it's been awesome. Yeah.
0: So is there, um, uh, obviously, the show shows kind of uh, has a kind of a, a lean towards, you know, revenue generation. Um, is there anything in your industry where you can um, kind of, uh, you know, do little things to help have a bigger return at the end I guess or you know a bigger revenue stream
1: <laughs> yes. I know I know you can
0: update kitchens and in, in you know and that sort of thing in the um, you know the the home buying area but I wasn't sure about how that applies in the commercial
1: world yeah um. I guess from, well, there's, there's a few different ways to look at it, right? There, there are definitely different revenue streams within the commercial real estate world, right? Yeah. Um, landlords think about it differently than people that are occupying the space. Mm, yeah. um, and, then, and then real estate brokers or real estate advisors think of it differently than any of those two, right? <laughs> so if we're talking revenue generation for me, I mean, what, you know, what are the different revenue streams, right? For, for me, um, at our company, it's the fact that we can provide several different services right so so on my end right so i i don't just necessarily find you a building but i can actually manage do project management if you've got a move going on we can do the construction for you right so there's all these different value adds along the way that can provide more revenue on our end right so i think it's being able to be nimble and agile and and actually listen to what the client needs um, and then provide more more services more value with that right that's how we that's how we tackle that task um so you get paid to solve problems for people, basically. That's what I do. I'm a problem solver, right? And that's and, and and oftentimes a real estate transaction or a real estate, you know, deal might come because we did something else first.
0: Mm.
1: Right. And that's you know, and that's okay with us, we're in it for the long for the long game. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Well, I'm I think I I better uh, wrap it up here. Um, I, I just really been enjoying this. I know we could probably talk for another couple hours because it's just been a great conversation. But uh, but uh, that's how it works in this podcast world. Someday you got to. That's, right. you know.
1: that's right. But,
0: um, but I want to thank you again, and, and if you could remind people where to find your podcast, um, um, you know, get you get you found on LinkedIn again, uh, that sort of thing.
1: So my, my, my tag on, on LinkedIn is Liesenberg. Leisenbergs, my name. Um, and the, 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 podcast is the DL five project podcast. I'm currently posting it only on LinkedIn because that's where I'm trying to get all my flow going, hoping to kind of grow outside of that as well. But just, you know, as, as we're doing this, that's, that's where, it's, it's all there on my page on LinkedIn. Okay. So I look forward to connecting with anybody that wants to look at it and talk about it.
0: Perfect. And the, and the folks that are listening versus watching it on uh on YouTube or wherever. Um, can you spell your name so that they can find it easier? Yeah.
1: <laughs> hopefully, everybody can get a, a pen and paper out, right? And, yeah, while well, they're it's driving. Gonna take, it's going to take a second here, yeah. right? So, uh, Andres, my first name is A N D R I S. Okay. And my last name is Liesenberg. L I Z E N B E R G S. So, there you go. Yeah, hopefully.
0: <laughs> if you get it close hopefully on you LinkedIn, it. you usually find it, is what I saw You'll find
1: it. So. Yeah.
0: But, exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks again, uh, everybody, for listening. Uh, we had a, a wonderful guest on here, and uh, looking forward to talking to you guys next time.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you. I appreciate you being on.